0: Hello and welcome to Wine Times, the podcast about all things grape-related. Brought to you in association with the Sunday Times Wine Club, with me, Makita Oliver.
2: And me, Will Lyons, the Sunday Times Wine Columnist and Vice President of the Sunday Times Wine Club.
0: Yes, you are. And this show, as you might have guessed, is all about wine. Red, white, rosé, sparkling.
2: Italian, French, Australian, South African and all the rest.
0: This series we're going to be tasting our way through those tannins and we won't be doing this alone, Will, will we?
2: Nope, every episode we'll be joined by a well-known guest for some good wine, good times and lively conversation.
0: And remember, the wines featured in this episode and all others are available through the Sunday Times Wine Club. If you haven't signed up yet, there'll be a link in the episode description for you.
2: So whether you're an expert with a broad palate.
0: Or you just tend to go with the house
2: stuff. In this show, you're sure to find something to suit your taste. Raising a glass with Makita and myself today, here at Universal Music Studios, is the multi-award-winning musician Gregory Porter.
0: You will all know his beautiful voice that has twice seen him win a Grammy Award for Best Jazz Vocal Album. A truly gifted singer who found his passion as a child following his mother, who was a minister, into the church and joining the choir. But if it were not for a shoulder injury in college, we could have all been robbed of his voice and instead seen him lining up on an American football field. Thankfully though, eight albums later, he remains one of the best jazz vocalists in the world. And his latest album, Still Rising, is full of new songs, your favorites, and some incredible duets. It's out now and is simply beautiful. Gregory Porter, welcome to Wine Times.
1: My pleasure, thank you for having me.
0: So it's absolutely lovely to be talking to you today and even better that we're sitting and talking and drinking wine yeah, while we do it. I agree. It's a lovely thing to do. Yeah. Um how is your relationship with wine? Do you do you are you a lover of wine? I
1: am. I am. Um it's social for me. I mean, when I get a bottle, it's never, oh, I can't wait to enjoy this by myself. When I get a bottle, I'm always like I can't wait to enjoy this with my brother with my wife, with my family, and it causes me to make a great meal. If I know that I I, I have an elevated wine, Mm -hmm. I'm going to make an elevated dish.
0: Wow, so it starts with the wine for you.
1: It starts with the wine for me because I'm always retrieving. uh, I live in California. There's great wines in California. But for me, I have not found that complexity in the shoulders that a European wine has uh, in California. I'm sure it exists, but I haven't found it yet in my wine-loving wine search experience, <laughs> wine which, has loving been, wine search. which has been the last 15 years, which <laughs> has mostly been in, I'm always over here, right? I'm always over right. in UK and Europe. So I bring these wonderful wines home and uh, then becomes the process. It's like, okay, for that bottle, I know where I, I got it. I know who gave it to me. Let me, let me now m- yeah. make a thing of it. Yeah.
2: And you made a really um, important point, I think, about sharing a bottle, sitting down, having a meal. And it's almost like it touches your emotions, doesn't it? Like listening to beautiful music, but listening to live music. Yeah. There's something innate in it. I think that's why, as humans, we've been drinking wine for thousands of years. Yeah. But there's something about breaking bread with the family or friends and the bottle and you're right. It just elevates the mood. If it's good wine. Yeah. If it's if it's bad yeah. wine, it might not do that. Right. <laughs> right. It, <laughs> it'll, it'll slay everybody. <laughs> oh, I got a headache.
1: You got a headache too? Oh, man. No, but listen, talking about the social thing. So it, it, it happened to me while having these... Fantastic dinners in all of these places that I talked about in in Portugal and Spain, Italy, France, and the UK, wherever I've had this great wine. And I realized we had this extraordinary meal, and then the bottles are empty, two or three bottles. And I always say to myself, I want my people to have this experience as well. So that's my brothers, my sisters, and my friends and that experience is transported in these bottles now the experience is us but the but the the catalyst that starts it is the experience of the wine Mm -hmm. and i love that yeah i love that and it excites people they're like oh what is this and where's it from what region is that where's it you know yeah and
2: that's the point it's so connected to where it's made i mean it even has a you know a picture of the field where the grapes were grown on the label and there's not many foodstuffs mm. that have that connection you can't go into your even your high-end grocery store and say where's that broccoli produced yeah. whereas with wine you a you know where it is but also as you said you can travel vicariously around the world from home on yeah. the wine route yeah with different wines you can have a wine from australia yeah from california from yeah. france and suddenly you're there
1: yeah. and you
2: can almost taste the smells and the the, the the you know the sort of scrub of the french landscape in some way yeah, yeah or if no, it's italian the, the sort of forest floor up in yeah actually.
1: yeah the, yeah <laughs> you, minerals yeah, yeah yeah
0: do you remember when you first sort of started to appreciate wine or, or good
1: wine you know the, this is interesting <laughs> this is interesting <laughs> <laughs> no, no this is interesting so there was this big craze in the united states now, now <laughs> don't be offended anybody However, this company, Trader Joe's, however they get their wine, no nobody really knows. (laughs) But they, they, but they, (laughs) but they, what they do is they collect lots of wine from wine producers, and and apparently there's a mix that happens, and then they create this wine that's called Two Buck Chuck.
0: Oh well, which is (laughs) Charles
1: Shaw, and in college. Everybody was buying this $1.99 wine. This was our start. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, you can shake your head at this $2 wine, but it started a lot of people off as like, okay, if you, ch- if you chill the white that they had, if you chill it enough, <laughs> yeah. you, can get past, <laughs> <laughs> you can get past whatever that $2 is worth. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that was the start for many people. Yeah. And then they realized there's something better. And then you're like, oh, but then there's this and this and this, and you grow. Mm-hmm. But that's that that was the, the basis for a lot of college students, yeah, right?
2: I, I couldn't agree more with what yeah. you just said. That's because, what you were
0: saying today, actually. And
2: I was saying, it, the, the whole thing about wine snobbery is when people decry wines, as long as people are drinking wine, as long, th- th- there is joy to be found yeah. in a $2 wine. And then the next night, or the night after, you might have one that's... $20,000, yeah. and you can still enjoy it. But the, your point
1: is, so you know, right. know I, 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 I could enjoy it, but, ooh, drinking 20000 <laughs> See,
0: I think I'd, I think no, but, I'd but, find it quite you know, a I lot. <laughs> I
1: but think the point is, it, it gets <laughs> you
2: onto the wine journey, doesn't it? It yeah. gets you onto the wine route. As yeah. much as we've been talking about music. So you might start, I don't know, with Guns and Roses. Yeah. And then you end up with Brahms and Wagner or Gregory Porter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but you, you, you know how I mean. So as long as they're listening to music, it's fine. Yeah. As yeah, long yeah. as they're reading books. As yeah, long yeah. as. And I always say, if you talk down wine, they're going to go and drink beer
1: yeah. or gin or spirits. Right, or bourbon, right, right. Yeah. And we lose it.
0: Because I have to say, the culture you were talking about, they—I would imagine people would be gravitating towards beer.
1: No, exactly. But then sometimes you're having a dinner and you're like, you know, oh. We can do two-buck chuck, you know. <laughs> we, we, can this. This we, we can elevate this thing with, with some $2 wine. Right. No, but listen, listen, y'all. I'll just say in my own experience, the graduation is real. Because yeah. you you get to a point where, you, you, if, yes, when you're buying the $2 wine, you, you you say, oh, there's no difference between this $2 wine and a $100 wine. There's no difference between this $100 wine and, you know, it can, it's the stratosphere right now, yeah. right? Then there's a thing that happens, you travel around different places, and, and then there's, there's, some, there's a wines that just marry perfectly to your palate, yeah. and it doesn't matter what it costs. Somehow you can find yourself at a grocery store in France that will sell you a $17 wine that will slay you. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's like, what, <laughs> how? I paid $17 <laughs> for a burger, <laughs> and this is, this is changing my life. That can happen and wine is about exploration cuz yeah, yeah. every time you don't know what you're going to get and i have to i have to be honest sometimes i judge a book by its cover yes yeah. sometimes i like the colors that i like burnt orange is and green appeals to me and, and uh, sometimes the, the, the label speaks to me. Sometimes the shape of the bottle. Sometimes it's the wording. Sometimes that happens. That's The aesthetic is, is part of it. Absolutely. First of all, the glass means a lot to me. Me yeah. too. I'm I understand we don't have everything that we want here, but... but I'm not gonna hold nobody at fault for that. We've got our branded glasses. This, goodness it, it, sake. It, it <laughs> I just like a long stem. I like a, a ton huge yeah, yeah, no, glass. Yeah. Yes, I don't have. I'm saying that. And I don't even that even what know. We're we drinking no, yeah. we, these are the appropriate, totally appropriate glasses for what we're drinking. You're, no, but
0: you're I totally right. agree. One of those, like you know, when the air can really go in the.
1: Right, a Yeah. Right. Voluminous. Yeah. I'm a swirler, right? <laughs> so, um, you know what wine is? It's analog. This is you putting the record on the record player. This is you dropping the needle. And this is you sitting back and slowly enjoying. This is not quick consumption. They're like speakers, aren't they? So good glasses <laughs> are like Bowser Wilkins, you know. And <laughs> right. they amplify it, the experience. Yeah, they amplify <laughs> the experience. Wow. And that's important wow. to me. And and so there's some, you know, I've had some experiences where where, like, my family members don't understand and and they're pouring this wine that I, that was a, this was gifted to me by you know the president of a the record label, and it's a, it's an important wine. And then 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 they pour it into this plastic cup, no. like it's like it's you know. I, and I, and I literally will stop them. I was like, okay, take a sip now. And they're yeah. like, yeah, that's all right. Okay, hold yeah. on a second. Let me get you the right glass. <laughs> now, 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 now. Yeah. You know, and it's like, yeah. huh? Yeah. Then the nose comes into then. You know, then the, it's, it's, it's it's like yeah. it elevates the experience. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. That's I a always thing. think it's, it's,
2: it's like listening to jazz with really good headphones on, with your eyes shut, really concentrating. Can you hear all the all the um, instruments? I mean, I'm only a layperson, as opposed to just having it on in the background, doing the ironing or you know, do, doing yeah. the cooking. Yeah, it's that thing, isn't it? that right? Concentration. Ele-
1: ele- elevated experience, yeah. which is which is really. I think about it in music. I, I was a pretty good singer when I was 18, but it wasn't until my seed in a way was put into the right soil that I really opened up. And so it, it's the, the elevation of an appreciation of something that can be a part of the experience. When when something is is, is treated like it should be treated, it can be an elevated experience. Once I finally was put in the right place and with the right people and with the right musicians, pew, I took off. Now, that was a stretch of an analogy, but I still no, enjoyed I it. No, I really yeah, enjoyed it. And I, I'm going to keep on making analogies. Please like
2: do. I just, just before you go to the first one, yeah, that was, that was, it, it's about emotion. You, we, you, you mentioned emotion. And it's, it's because your sense of smell is part of the limbic system, which is long-term memory and emotion, which is the same with music. So as music can unlock... And make you feel very emotional, like a beautiful... If I listen to um, one of your songs, Concord, that makes yeah. me quite emotional. Yeah. I love it, it just moves me, you know what yeah. I mean?
1: Yeah.
2: Wine can do that.
0: So what are we starting with, Will?
2: Well, we thought, we, we thought we'd start with some bubbles. Mm-hmm. And no. we're going to France, and we're having a glass of Bollinger. Yeah. And there is a particular reason why I picked this wine, um, which I think we can... Mentions that we've got a very yes. famous um, movie out at the moment in the UK called Bond, James Bond. Mm-hmm. And James Bond drinks in the films a lot of Bollinger. Okay. And when he's
0: not having a martini.
2: When he's not having a martini. In the got books, you. actually, he brings in, in the Ian Fleming books, he drinks Tashing But what happened was Cubby Broccoli, the old producer, he met um, Madame Lily Bollinger. And I think, actually, I think, I think this is true that Bollinger donated a case for one of the wines. In the late sixties. <laughs> and it must have been the cheapest franchise ever. Because from then on in, Bollinger was featured all throughout the Roger Moore years. Wow. And now it's become almost like, <laughs> whoa,
1: that cork just about to pop up. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you have to have a glass of Bollinger. Yeah. And whoa. the Ra- the Roger Moore Ooh. years were quite champagne. Yeah. That was that was my Roger Moore was my bond, right? And <laughs> yeah. I was like, dang, this cat is and it was always in a coop. You yeah. know? His is particularly <laughs> in a coop. Which
0: I love. I think that's the best way the Roger Yevon films have ever described, it It was quite champagne. (laughs) (laughs) Now we have bought spittoons, Gregory, and I don't know how much you know about the sort of culture of spittoons and the spitting out of the wine in the tasting, but it's up to you to spit or swallow. Well,
1: my mother taught me (laughs) it was naughty to spit, you see. (laughs) Therefore, I'm I must consume <laughs> all of this liquid. I won't be spitting today. <laughs> this is quite nice because
2: um, you get the sort of aftertaste, what we call the length, and the great mm. um, wine taste is all about. You know, talk about you can, you can count it for for ten seconds, mm. twenty seconds. And there's a very famous wine taster called Michael Schuster here in London, and he says the great wines of the world, which you have tasted, you can almost taste them the next day because they they, they linger.
1: On your palate. But in it? a good way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that apple comes in strong at the yeah, end, doesn't yeah. it? That green apple. It I think probably, Smith, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like biting into.
2: Mm-hmm. And that's a freshness actually that the, 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 um, a lot of the big champagne houses now are searching for. Whereas before, it, it, it's funny, I don't know, it's the same in music, we have fashions. Yeah. but But the fashion at the moment, is for lighter alcohol, cleaner wine, mm-hmm. more pure, more finesse, more elegant, more, more, more like a string quartet, mm-hmm. as opposed to a double bass. Whereas back in the, in the 80s or 90s, when I first got into wine, it was all about richness mm-hmm. and power.
0: Um, as a touring, you know, very, very successful, very busy musician, how does wine come into the world of touring? Because I don't know, Will, is, is it okay to drink lots of wine if you want to look after your voice? If you got to sing every night, you can
1: ask me. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> He's asking the yeah. He, he may, asking the he may, doctor. <laughs> he may
1: have some ther- <laughs> theoretical thought, but I How have. You feel about yeah, it, you I should. Uh, I don't. I, you know, this is this is a, a, a podcast, and they probably didn't give you my writer. But in my writer, <laughs> it says two bottles of wine, and it right or wrong over a, a particular value. Generally, I leave one for the cleaning staff that's cleaning my dressing room. But my road manager in Germany was a sommelier for years. He lives in he lives in Portugal when he's not working with me, and he'll say, "Gregory, this is the one." I have a little cellar, yeah, yeah, <laughs> at, at the house, and I think it's going to be in there for. Oh no, I'll let that stay in there, and I'll get another fifty bottles, and I get another. You know, I think as Christmas comes around, <laughs> there's a hundred people at my house. That you know they've drank up everything else, so then I gotta go, yeah. go to the cellar. Go to the cellar. <laughs> but ultimately, that's the thing I'm talking about about um, experience. Okay, let me tell you what happened, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> this is a champagne story. So Krug sends over uh, three special bottles that I was supposed to. Oh, Am I supposed to, can I, yeah, I can say this. Yeah, yeah. We're not under contract anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> they sent me three bottles that I'm supposed to taste on camera and, you know, it's like, and give my thoughts and, and a conversation about it. And uh, it didn't happen because I had one of my nieces, bless her, she was like, I want some more drink. <laughs> so so uh, I had the two bottles of Krug way down in the bottom of my shelf and you know you know not not it was to be hidden away. She got a hol- them. got a hold of them and I think what happened I think two of my 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 nieces and nephews they cracked open a bottle of Krug each. Wow. So when I woke up in the morning, there's two half-drink bottles. Oh, was. And I was like... What? what? <laughs> that
0: <laughs> now, is like a next level facility. Right,
1: so, but this yeah. was the higher in yeah, yeah. bottles, right? You know what they are. Yeah, yeah, mean. the, they're, they're the, um, the Clodermenil, I think. Yeah, not yeah.
2: particularly cheap, right? Yeah, they're from a, a walled vineyard. Yeah, I mean, we're talking hundreds of dollars. So. <laughs> right, right. Well, yeah, and and so I was like,
1: <laughs> yo. <laughs> First of all, I was supposed to do some work with those. Secondly, you know, nobody asked. Thirdly, you drank them hot. <laughs> telling, you didn't even put them in yeah, a glass. Yeah, they just they did a bling bling picture with it. It was like, yo, we up in the house with a bottle of warm champagne. <laughs>
0: you very much for listening to this episode of wine times in association with the sunday times wine club remember the wines featured in this episode and all others are available through the sunday times wine club if you haven't signed up yet there'll be a link in the episode description for you voiceover describes what's happening on your iphone screen
1: voiceover on settings
0: so you can navigate it just by listening
1: books contacts Calendar, double tap to open. Breakfast with Anna from 10 to 11.
0: And get on with your day. Accessibility.
1: There's more to iPhone. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey.
0: So we're gonna move on um, to what we thought was, um, if this was like a day in the life of Gregory, we feel like this would be more of a decompressing wine for you, sort of the the gig's done, the gig's gone extraordinarily well, your family and friends are around you, and this is kind of what you'd wanna feed people, you know, give to people, give to the room. It's kind of like a hug, no? A kind of deeper hug than that.
1: Did she just color our experience (laughs) without (laughs) allowing us to experience that for ourselves? Don't you love it when it's like, <laughs> what you're going to taste here is? You tell you, me it tastes like. Are a hug. you one of those? <laughs>
0: no, I'm really not.
1: No, love. No, no, let me taste this hug right now.
0: Yeah, go
2: on. So we're going down to the Rhone Valley, mm. and now we're not tasting Chateau Lafite Rothschild, I'm afraid, or, or or Cheval Blanc. It's um, it's a Chateau Neuf de Pap, so as you can see, which I love. It's yeah, got the paper arms on
1: it. Oh, I know this all day long. I know this. Yeah, now this uh, is yeah. a sort of.
2: Um, so we're going back to the 14th century when there's a schism in, you know, in, in, in Rome and the papal palace is moved to Avignon. You've probably seen it, that incredible building. And the Pope there, much like yourself, is a man of discerning taste. And he's getting his wines from Burgundy and he's not particularly happy with what he's getting. So he plants his own vineyards around uh, um, Avignon in Chateauneuf and it becomes... Chateauneuf-du-Pape. And I think the, um, the, the popes were there. There was nine popes there in the 14th so century. So
0: chateauneuf de pape came from popes?
2: Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. It's called, you know, the, the literal translation is the Pope's New Castle. Wow. And, um, and it's, 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 a, it's a small Appalachian. So it's nine miles wide, five miles long. And it's um, 15 different grape varieties. But the, but the big one is Grenache, which is that sort of easygoing... Almost like a Merlot, you know. It's easy-going, sort of easy-listening music. Um, warming, isn't it?
0: It's it, there's something in it that smells sweet. Oh, I have to say it's heady because I haven't yeah. even sipped it yet, and I feel from the smell in my head a little bit.
1: This um, at the, the, the at the better wine store in my hometown, I can find this. And it's my go-to mm. when I'm doing uh, a uh, a meat dish. And I love it. Yeah, this is the thing that I love about wine. That I love about kind of these elevated, mature tasting experiences. If you don't have to be a smoker, but it can happen in smoking a pipe or a cigar. These are there's a there's a, a different understanding of bitterness. Yeah, that's not bitter. It's not. It's not a, a, a unpleasant bitterness it's it's just what it is bitterness yeah, yeah, yeah this is this is a thing that you come to understand in maybe a more sophisticated tasting and and there's a particular thing that i like and in, in maybe uh maybe a bordeaux I call it barnyard.
2: Yeah, yeah, barnyard.
1: It's a a little bit of a funk.
2: Oh, yeah,
0: like almost like when it tastes like soil. Yes. I like that.
2: You could call it farmyardy, funky. (laughs) I think in France they call it sauvage, which is barnyard, which is basically, and it's like old stinky cheese, isn't it? Mm. So everyone thinks, I think, if you don't know much about wine, it should always smell of fruit and be, but actually the savoury character, or, or vegetal, You could be cooking cabbage at home. Okay, that might not be your thing, but actually, paired with food, it's Mm. a magical experience. Mm. And then the other, the the, the sort of other character, you know, uh, would be oaky, which can, which a lot of people mistake for coffee because coffee, oak, and spice. And then, as you said, animal, the forest floor, the earthiness. But
0: I think that's what a great sensory part of wine is that you are drinking sort of the land, you know, this yeah. came from the land. And, and I want to taste the soil sometimes. And,
2: and we're quite near Avignon. So if we went from here, we can get the Eurostar to Paris, switch over. You go down in the TGV, you get to Valence and suddenly the whole landscape changes. The heat hits you in the, and you get this sort of smell of thyme and lavender and pine and you go out and and the scrub the greg of provence and you can always taste that in the wine i love that and the first time you ever that ever happens to you you remember it for the rest of your life don't you that they smells you're mm,
1: gregory
0: let's talk a little bit about the album yeah yeah mammoth album and um duets with some people that are no longer with us people that are with us um tell us about the experience of dueting with people that are no longer with us and people greats we're talking about like Nat King Cole and Ella Fitzgerald and That's what pretty an extraordinary
1: <laughs> thing right no I didn't realize the list until somebody put it together I was like yo <laughs> Ella Fitzgerald <laughs> Nat King Cole Julie London Yeah. you know it, at the start of your career you think you have goals and dreams but at some point there were dreams you didn't even know that were attainable that were beyond dreams so Nat King Cole was so important to me that that you know that, that so when I get in this to the studio and I'm singing on his microphone,
0: no on his microphone you know, wow
1: in Capitol Studios in Los Angeles, which is they call the house that Nat built, mm. that's a dream, man, that's mm. a dream, yeah. To, to harmonize with Nat King Cole and, it's, and know that it's going to go out to the public, yes, it's beautiful.
0: Absolutely beautiful, yeah. God! What an experience! And um, and now you're you're sort of going to release well, you're releasing it now, but you're working heavily all around the world to promote it.
1: Yes, when um, an album
0: comes out from Gregory Porter, I feel like you go everywhere to let people know.
1: Yeah, I think um, my general touring schedule is generally over 200 shows a year. Wow, um, 220, sometimes 250. There's some songs that have been on previous recordings. There's some re-recordings of songs like No Love Dying. This song became extraordinarily important to me during the pandemic. I lost my brother, and he he was there when I recorded the song originally. And he—and then I, I, got, I got to thinking about what happens to all this energy that was between us. It doesn't go anywhere. It's still there. And I need... To reaffirm that song, reaffirm that message. There's some doubt that's out about this love, but I won't let it be. There will be no love that's dying here for me. I I, I realize the importance of of music and and, and and the the importance of it and how it buoyed me during this you know, during a dark time. And that's the reason for this uh, this compilation. I don't call her greatest hits because I'm still rising. I'm still I feel like I'm maybe at the halfway point of my career, and I got yeah. more to say, more to sing about. Um, but this this is a record that connects the dots in a way as well. Optimism that I have about love, the, 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 uh, the belief in, in irrepressible love, no matter what, even if it's foolish. Hey, Laura is like, go ahead and lie to me, girl. I know you love somebody else. Lie <laughs> to me, and I'll take that that's that's good enough for me mm-hmm. this is this is this is still it's a confused belief in the power of love but it's still love right yeah so even that um so this is connecting the dots of all of these things yeah, yeah.
0: bringing everything together yeah yeah do you like this wine that we've had the de I Debonbon? do I really it's enjoy a classic this for you anyway
1: yeah Chateau. yeah it's a classic for me I, re- I really I really love it Uh, I think the first time I had it was with, uh, in France, with a spicy sausage Mm. and bean. Yeah. Yeah. It was really just, uh, it's kind of a peasant dish. Yeah. But it was, you know, again, elevated by what?
2: (laughs) The wine. (laughs) (laughs) Now, here's a bit of fun I was reading about, though, in preparation for today, is that there was a, and there's been lots and lots of studies of all sorts of things about wine. But there was a study, you may have read about it, by Charles Spence, about music and wine. And whether listening to great music can make the wine taste better. And so, like all these studies, it comes with lots and lots of caveats. But they did get, I think, 250 people and they tried it. And they did find that it worked with red wine. And if you play powerful and heavy music... So I was thinking something like Concord, it makes the wine taste powerful and heavy. No. If it's subtle and refined, would that be something like water under bridges? Mm. Yeah, it makes the wine more subtle and refined. Mm-hmm. And then zingy and refreshing, liquid spirit. Mm. Uplifting. Him.
0: I told Preach. you he's a massive record fan. And then
2: mellow and soft, which I would say would be Hey Laura. Yeah. And then makes the wine taste. So I, I haven't tried it, but I, anyway, we could try it, couldn't we? We couldn't try it now. But we, we, Unfortunately, something to take we couldn't away with do it us. now, but something's But to take at your away. concert, imagine that. You, you, every track, you bring out a new wine. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> what well, an expensive but no, no, sorry. It would be the same wine. It would be the same wine, and you ask people to note down how they're feeling as you sing the song. Yeah. Mm. Maybe I'll try and write about that, actually. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah I okay. love
0: that connection. I got, I did was right. On, every, yeah. did he get every song reference? Yeah, thing? that's what that I wanted to That
1: was strong. It was very good. <laughs> like, well, I mean, he's a... He's, he's, He's a man that's about palette, and music, mm. man, if, if, if there's anything that I think that I do is I have an understanding of the right color at the right time in, in the music, I, I'll, I'll, you know, you, you leave it to other people to decide who you are and the overall of your career, but I know that there's some things that I do, and it's, it's, it's within a song, the right timbre the right tone at the right time I think I can do that and that's that's the wine
2: yeah, yeah. And, and 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 almost a, a lot of these great winemakers regard themselves as, as artists yeah. and, and they see that they see wine through the sphere of art yeah. not through the sphere of, of food or a beverage or because it is at the end of the day it's a, it's a it's a luxury product isn't it but like art it's a rarefied world
0: it's absolutely artistry. yeah
2: yeah
1: I, I have a question have have you ever run into a surprise, an accident that's happened in a in a in a lower to mid-range priced wine? Now when I say that, that's all relative to someone's yeah. incomes. But I'll just say, generally speaking, uh, in pounds, I'll say twenty quid? Twenty yeah. twenty at the low end fifty, forty fifty at the high. High end. Uh, this is this is a surprise in that range, where you were like, "That's not supposed to taste like that at that price." Yeah, that. I mean, I, I suppose people that, are always in search of that. So I, you know. No, that's the that, that, <laughs> question. Well,
2: I used to do a lot of blind tasting, mm-hmm. and I was served a wine, uh, which I deducted was from Bordeaux by, by you know, <laughs> but that was but but then it went completely well because they asked me, "What year was it?" And I thought it was old, so I went, "Oh, I don't know." It must be them, you know, the 70s. And the chat was like, no, 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 I, I wouldn't serve you anything that young. And so I was, <laughs> I was <laughs> right to so my brain thinking, oh dear, I've made a huge... It's like you're up a roadie coaster. you hit the peak and yeah. it's going down fast. <laughs> that young, so, I love that word. So then I started to remember, I started to think, right, crikey, so what years are there that's good in Bordeaux? And the the, the two most famous ones are 58, 59, and I could see his face. And I was thinking, okay, it's not that. Fif- might be 52 because it was, this was 2012, so it could be the coronation year. And then i said oh is it 47 because you no know, i was like 43 was a very famous year because a lot of um france was occupied so the the grapes were picked by um the grandparents and the, and the, and the wives and the uh-huh. grandchildren. because I, I was like pre-war and i think he said stop thinking of the two most famous wars in the 20th century because i think i said 1928 and it was in 1874 Oh, my I, goodness. Even though goodness. I guessed it was a Bordeaux, I was 105 years out. Oh, but tell me, tell me and what... And that was tell the biggest have, surprise. Oh, yeah, so that was my goodness moment. So but a, a wine
0: of that age, you it Yeah, I took a
2: video of it. I wrote it down. It was still fresh. It was Bordeaux. It was from Margot. It still had a, a, a floral note, like a violet <laughs> note. It was brick. It, was, it turned, so old Bordeaux turned some sort of this pungent purple colour in youth. So it did have a slight brick, brick red hue. Well, it'd been never... 150 years. And, <laughs> and they had bought it on release and kept it in their cellars. It would never moved. Uh-huh. And it just shows you that great wine, like great music, can last for generations. Yes. Yeah, Generations. Coming back to your question, Portugal is the place to get good value wines. Mm. You yes. always get surprises there in that 15 to $20.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then the $50, I, there's a chateau in Bordeaux called Chateau Grand Prix Lacoste. And that always surprises me. Yeah.
0: We'll write it down for you, Gregory. Yeah. Oh, let's Gregory. have a cheers yeah. to the Chateau really Notre <laughs> yeah. cheers. cheers!
1: Cheers! Cheers!
2: Cheers!
0: Thank you so much, Gregory.
1: <laughs> mm. My pleasure.
0: That's it from us today. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Wine Times in association with the Sunday Times Wine Club, produced by Ben Mitchell.
2: You can follow the podcast so you never miss an episode. Just do this via your normal podcast provider.
0: We'll be back next week with more delicious wines and another great guest.
2: And remember that all of the wines we tasted today are available from the Sunday Times Wine Club website.
0: Goodbye. Bye.
2: It's the most tasting we've ever done. Yeah. The most swallowing. Yeah, so. no, we, we, we don't normally <laughs> swallow it. No one spat, not once. <laughs> it wasn't even discussed after. Sorry, this I do find up. that if you have a glass of champagne, with me especially, it goes straight to my head. <laughs> if I'm doing a public, if I'm doing a well, speech, I could fun. never... I could
0: never... <laughs> <do>. <laughs> the train is now approaching. Junction and platform.
1: Passengers. Airport, please stay on board. Next stop, Road station
0: iOS helps you control which apps you share your exact location with. There's
1: more to iPhone.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh.